So yes, my name is Master Psychic Rachel. My website is masterpsychiconline.com. I've been reading people for over 25 years. I've done over 30,000 readings. I stopped counting after that. I don't know how many, probably 60,000 or more. I stopped. I do this for a, a living. It's my full-time job. Um, today we're going to talk about auras, but before we talk about auras, I'm going to just let you know a little bit about me so you can understand why am I, why is she here? What, what's so special about her? So I'm going to give you a little history about how I've become Master Psychic Rachel, and then we will get into auras. So people come all over the world for my accurate, uh, my, my insight, my accurate predictions, and my tell-it-like-it-is readings. I'm not the type of psychic who will um, just tell you what you want to hear because you want to, you know, I want to get your money. It's not like that. Um, and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so I've had this gift ever since I was a child. As, as long as I can remember, I was always a very, very spiritual child. I used to, my earliest recollection of life, I had a little table uh, for like kids and a tea, tea set, and it was a little table for kids, but you know, you had to squat down to sit. And I had a Bible, a blue Bible, it had pictures in it. Even though I couldn't read, it was like around, maybe I was three, maybe four. Even though I couldn't read, I knew what that book meant. I knew what the Bible meant. I had a very strong connection. I used to pray a lot. So I had like an invisible friend, you can say. And I used to have tea with my little invisible friend, and I would be talking to my invisible friend. And one day my mom comes in, and she goes, what did the angels tell you? I guess she overheard me talking. So I, uh, I just, I thought, even as a young child, I thought I had this very vivid imagination, and I do, and I, and I will get into that in a little bit. You know, I'm just blabbing off. I didn't think my mom was taking it seriously. Just, I was just like, yeah, my, my friend said this, my friend said that. And she would always come in and say, what did the, when she would hear me talking to my invisible friend, she would always say, what did the angels tell you? What did the angels tell you? So one day she asked me, um, what did the angels tell you? What did the angels tell you? I said, mommy, the angels said that they're coming for baby Willie. They're coming to get baby Willie. Baby Willie was my little brother. My mom was like, coming to get baby Willie? Like, what are you talking about? So, I don't know exactly how long after, but my little brother died from crib death. Now, when, when the angels took my brother, I was kind of a little jealous. Like, why did he get to go play with the angels and not me? I didn't understand it at the time. Now, me and my mother, after that, she didn't really ask me too much about the angels. We never really talked about it. And to this day, it's very, a very sensitive topic, which I had to debate if I even wanted to bring up because my mom follows me on Facebook now. <laughs> you know. So, fast forward. When my mother was on the, I was about 10 years old, and my mother was 
leaning on the couch, the edge of the couch, on the arm of the chair, and she was crying. And I'm like, Mom, what's wrong? Why, why are you crying? Oh, get away. This is none of your business. This ain't for no child. Get away. You know, she basically pushed me away. I hated to see my mom cry. I hated to see her cry. I said, Mommy, she's like, your dad didn't come home. Your dad didn't come home last night. Get away. You know, get away. I said, Mommy, Daddy is at Sissy's house. Sissy was my mom's best friend. My mom gets in the car. She drives over there. And then it was, they fought. They fought. I'll never forget that fight. Hearing them yell and scream and, and stuff like that. So now as I'm telling you this, I didn't know I was psychic, okay? So I have a sister. So my mom and dad would throw parties and stuff like that. And my sisters used to know how to dance like Michael Jackson and do Thriller. And she would be out there with, in, the, in the living room with my, um, my dad and his friends dancing and getting money. And I was like, Dad, like, wow, she gets money for this, you know? But my mom, she had me in the kitchen with the women, and the women were asking me questions. Now, I was, I was around 10 years old. Now that I'm older, I'm like, what were they, what was my mom thinking? Like, these women, after I exposed the affair, these women were asking me, oh, well, what, what about my husband? Is he doing this? Is it? And then they were giving me, like, 50-cent pieces, quarters, if I was lucky, a dollar. And so my sister would be out there dancing. I'd be in the kitchen reading grown women. Now I'm older. I'm like, do they know I was a kid? <laughs> you know, asking me all these really deep. And even then, I thought I had this very vivid imagination. I'm wondering, like, why is everybody, why do they care what I say? I'm just going to say what I feel. So that's kind of like um, how things kind of escalated. Now, then I didn't even know I was psychic. Fast forward, my dad, he used to drink pretty bad. He didn't beat us or anything like that, but he would make us do exercises. <laughs> he would make us do like squats, 100 squats. He would just, you know, he, him and my mom would fight. Um, I, I, never, I never seen him put hands, I, I seen one little incident, but I never seen him actually punch her or hit her or anything like that, so I won't, throw my dad under the bus. Um, rest in peace, dad. Um, but because I, was, I grew up in that environment, um, I was like, I hate to say this, but I kind of wish like he was gone. And I could see him in the casket laying. I said, first of all, I said, God, I hope he's not my dad. I don't want him to be my dad. And then I had a vision of seeing him in the casket. A week later, he died. He was drinking, and he got so drunk that he fell and tripped on the curb and busted his head, and he bled internally. Then come to find out, he wasn't my dad. And I didn't know, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know he wasn't my dad. Um, he raised me since I was a, a child. So I didn't tell my mom about that. But I, I'll never forget my grandmother coming in the room saying, your dad is dead. And I had just seen it. That's why you got to really be careful about what you say and put that out and put out what you put out into the universe. So having this ability to see things was a blessing 
and a curse, but it started out as a curse. Because when I was in middle school to high school, I used to fight a lot. So you wouldn't have to say anything to me. I would walk up to you. Oh, you got a problem with me? You got a problem with me? And start hitting. Okay, now I've never been to jail. <laughs> you get suspended a lot. But I didn't know. You would think I was a troubled teen, a troubled child. But it really was my gift coming in stronger and stronger. And I didn't know at that time that I was a psychic. Fast forward, I ended up going to, in high school, I went to cosmetology school through, through this program. And uh, I used to do people's hair, the girls' hair for the proms and stuff like that. And I started experimenting with tarot cards and stuff like that. So after they would get their hair done, they would be like, come on, read, you know, read me some cards, you know what I mean? And I did it for fun. And next thing you know, they're giving me money for this, you know, giving me money for this. You know, like with hairdressers, people automatically open up to them and talk, you know, I don't know, these all of your hairdressers. So you already have that connection with people. So after that, they're like, oh, come on, get the cards. So I would get the cards and I would read and I would get money like, like that. But it wasn't, a, it wasn't a career. I didn't, I didn't strive to be a, a psychic. I always said, um, I didn't choose to be a psychic. Psychic chose to be me. I didn't choose this. I was supposed to be a singer. I waited so long for this night. Oh, it's now you here. I want no one by my side. You're the air to my wings, my heart and soul. So I was supposed to be a singer. Okay, I was supposed to be the first Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward. I had my kids. Now, one, I have my daughter. I have a daughter. She's 23 now. My son is 16. So when I had my daughter, I knew I couldn't be out here fighting, you know, or I'll lose my kids. So that's kind of where it, where it slowed down. But when I had my first child, the mother instinct kicked in. And that happens with a lot of women when we have a child. That's when our, our intuition really gets strong. So I knew I had this calm down and be a mother, be grown, stop fighting. And my daughter had a, a babysitter. And uh, it was like a home care type of thing. And me and the lady, the, there was a woman and she had a daughter. And they were, they were doing some shisey stuff. Like they were high kids when the government came. They were doing some shisey stuff. But, so I'm a single mom. I'm on this program that helps me pay for my child care. And once in a blue moon, I'd be late. So they told the government that I was late, you know, and they were, they were threatening to take me off of the child care program. So me and the lady that was babysitting my kid, we had, we had tension. And I didn't feel comfortable dropping, because I would, I would take my daughter to the, the lady's daughter's house at night, because I worked night shift, and I just didn't feel comfortable leaving my daughter with somebody who had a problem with me. I didn't feel real comfortable with that. So I was like, you know, I gotta find a way to work from home. Cause I don't want nobody watching my kids. I don't trust nobody watching my kids but me. So I ain't gonna lie to you. I tried on, excuse me, the phone sex operator thing. And I was like, that's not gonna work. <laughs> don't be blood crazy. And how long am I gonna be able to do that before my daughter's old enough to hear me? I was like, I can't, I can't do this. 
So then, because I was looking for jobs online, work from home, and at that time, it was like, you could be a phone sex operator or you could be a psychic. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try the psychic thing. So I worked for the Mrs. Cleo, the whole psychic line thing. And uh, I, I don't know what they had going on. I wasn't part of that. But I remember doing my first reading and reading this lady, and she was just, just pouring her soul and heart out. You know what I mean? And I was able to give her advice and advise her. And I really, I found out that I had this gift. But in the beginning, though, the agency, the, the um, Mrs. Cleo's agency, they give you a script. They're like, say this script, tell people what they want to hear. Okay? So in the beginning, I would just tell people what they wanted to hear because that's what they were telling me to do. But I knew in my heart that wasn't, that's not what's going to happen. I knew in my heart it was wrong. You know? So people would come back and be like, well, you said it. And you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to say what I feel. I'm not going to tell people what they want to hear. So I started being very boldly honest with people to the point where people would start to cry after my, because I'd be so honest with them. So I had to learn how to break the truth gently. And that was something I had to learn, how to break the truth gently to people. Because the truth hurts. Everybody wants the truth, but not everybody can take the truth. So I had decided that I was going to be very honest with people, but in in a very gentle manner. And uh, I started working for these agencies. And when I was pregnant with my son, my daughter was three pounds. And then my son, I was working for this one, I'm not going to say the company's name, I was working for this one company. And I was like the top psychic on the top page. I was one of their highlighted, featured psychics for years. And when I got pregnant with my son, I had to go on bed rest for two months. So I had to be on the hospital bed for two months holding a one-pound, 14-ounce premium. And during that time, I went from, like, the first page to the tenth page. And I'm like, I worked so hard to get to the first page. I had to take off for two weeks to get settled to keep this baby in. How could you put me so far behind? So that's when I realized, like, that's not your business. That's their business. That's not your money. That's their money. They make the rules. So while I was in the hospital bed with my, trying to hold a, a one-pound, 14-ounce premium, I built my website in the hospital bed, masterpsychiconline.com, because I need the money right now. I, I couldn't, this place, this place would pay like once a month, and then if they put you from the first page to the tenth page, your money, you know, you weren't able to pay, you weren't able to make the income that you normally did. So I, I created my website, masterpsychiconline.com, and I vowed that I would give the truth and nothing but the truth, because the truth will set you free. And then from there, it's just been... Has been history. <laughs> so I read people from all over the world, all walks of life, um, different backgrounds and religions, and they come to me for spiritual insight. Now, yeah, when you're a psychic, there is some magic to it and abracadabra, but once you get past that part and prove to your client that you are legit, then, then it's really just like I'm talking to a friend. Honestly, like I get paid to talk to my friends every day. It's the, it's the greatest job in the world. I love to get up for work every day and talk to my clients. You know, I get, I get new ones too all the time, but 
you know, once you get past that barrier of proving yourself, it's just a great, wonderful friendship. And it's not about taking advantage of anyone. I'm not here to do that. Um, I do offer free readings. Before you even pay for a reading with me, you can, I will answer one of your questions for free. Because I don't want anybody paying for my services if, if there's no connection between us. You know, so I'm known for my free psychic readings. So that's pretty much the history of me. Um, and then Morgan, she reached out to me. I've done a couple of these seminars here for use um, for this uh, for Morgan, and uh, she asked me to come back again. So she asked me during the pandemic, but I was too nervous. So this is why I'm here. Okay. So again, I'm Master Psychic Rachel. My website is masterpsychiconline.com. Now, before we get into um, auras, do you have any questions? Yes. How do you get a Okay, so I told you I worked for Mrs. Cleo, and first I didn't believe you could do readings over the phone. I thought you had to be in person. So I would do the hair and talk to people. Then Mrs. Cleo, we had to get on the phone. I was like, okay, I could connect with people through the, through the phone. That, that's easy. It's energy. It's energy. It's an energy exchange. Then somebody was like, oh, you need to do online chat. Now, most of my readings are, most of my clients I never met. It's either through online chat, text chat, telephone chat, or video chat. But most of my readings are through online chat. When I first did that, that was hard. Connecting with someone through chatting. I didn't think I could do it. And in the beginning, I would get really bad scores because <laughs> it was hard. But you can connect with people through online chat, through telephone, people you haven't met, through their energy, through their auras. You can connect with people. So, what was the exact question again? Yeah, I was just wondering how you could be on one side of town and everybody's on the other. It's energy, energy, connection. If you get a reading with a psychic, the best thing you could do is just be open-minded. Don't test your psychic. Because people do play, like people used to play that game with me. Um, I would be chatting with them or on the phone, what color is my hair, what color is my eyes? And in the beginning, I would tell them and answer the question and most of the time get it right. But it takes too much energy playing that psychic game. Don't play with your psychic. Just be open with your psychic. Talk to them. Don't, because i got to spend time figuring out what color your hair is over the phone and all this. You're taking away that energy that I could be using to, to, to help you. So just being open with your psychic, relaxed. Don't hide things. That's how you're going to have the best connection with, with your psychic. You know, and that's how you're going to make a connection. If you, if you see auras, that's, that's, you see them. If, you, if you're at a great distance from someone, how can you see their aura? Well, do you close your eyes and see it, or do you feel it, or what? Well, that's the thing. With auras, you can see them, and you can feel them. It's not just see. Now, not everybody, most people can't see auras. Most people can feel auras, and that's what I do. I'm a clairsentient, so I pick up energies. I feel the aura around us. I can feel the tension. I can feel that she's red with anger. And we're going to go into that with this presentation. So let me see where we're at here. Okay, okay let me open it.
Hmm. One second, I'm so sorry. Okay, so we're going to start this presentation. So, auras, I'm going to teach you today how to see, feel, and read them. What, who, what's an aura? What, what, what would you say an aura is? In your own opinion, you don't have to give me the scientific answer. Who knows what an aura is? It is. It's energy. Auras are like magnetic energy that flows through your body that radiates outside your body. That's what auras are. Let me see. It's magnetic energy. Now, all living things have this magnetic energy. Auras are magnetic, magnetic energy fields that surround living and they say non-living things. Okay, so it's scientifically proven that living things radiate this, this energy around them, okay? And it is believed that objects also hold auras and energy too, okay? So let's just say someone's a hoarder. They got a lot of clutter in their house. I don't know about you, but if my house is cluttery, the energy is off. That's why I like, you know, have to clean up the area, clean up the space, and then you, could, you feel better, you feel lighter, because all those objects possess energy. Auras can be seen or felt. Okay, so if we were to look at this woman right here, what, what, what color would you say her aura was just by looking at this? Black, dark, right? So you, you, we don't necessarily see the darkness, but we can feel it. We can feel the darkness. Living things have more active vibrational energy. So um, plants, living things, uh, trees, all living things, they just have more vibrational energy. Okay, now nuclear bomb, yeah, that's woo. That's a lot of energy, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of auras, you know, living things have the highest vibrational energy. And again, it's scientifically proven that there are electrical impulses, as you see this leaf glowing, that surround living things. So this isn't just something that I'm making up. This ain't some magical new age mumbo jumbo, <laughs> you know. Living things have electrical impulses that surround them. Inanimate objects. Objects even resonate vibrational energy. When you see that gun, if I had the gun on the table, how would you feel? Would you feel a little nervous? You know? But is it the gun that has the energy, or is it the person behind the gun that has the energy? What makes you more nervous, the gun or the person behind it? Exactly. So both of them things have energy. At any time you have questions, please feel free to ask. So today I'm going to teach you how to feel the aura. So this is what I want you to do. Okay, put your arms like to the side like this, okay? And then go like this, okay? Hold your hands right there. Now, pay, atten 
Swirl your hands like this. And pay attention. Bring your arms a little, put your hands a little bit closer. Swirl it. At, feel the two magnets, like two magnets trying to push away from each other. Feel that in between your hands. Feel it. You should be able to feel the resistance of the aura. Now stop. Do you feel that temperature? Do you feel a temperature change in between your hands? Does anybody feel that? You do? That is the aura. Okay. And that aura is all around your body and it could spread out three feet. If you didn't feel it, there might be something wrong with your aura. But it also can be that we're in a, a room with a whole bunch of people and we're a little nervous and not, we don't really have time to sit here all day and do that. But when you get home, go like this, and you will feel that temperature change. You will feel that energy. And this is what surrounds the whole body. When you say something might be wrong with the aura, what could be wrong is maybe your, your, your life force or your aura is weaker. You know, I, I, when I do this, now when I'm not with you and I do this, I can feel a big, serious change. So how do you fix it? How do you make it stronger? Oh, yeah, we're gonna, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. I'm going to definitely, yeah, yeah. Because, you, you, know, you know, we got a whole bunch of energy in here. And like, but when I'm at home and I'm doing this, um, I could feel a strong energy impulse in between my hands. But now that I'm with you, I was even having trouble. I was like, where is it at? <laughs> you know? So, but if you don't feel it, don't, don't get nervous. You know what I mean? Just practice that at home and, 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 and feeling the energy, the temperature changes. Yes? Now, can you transfer that energy to someone else? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You, you can go like this, get that ball of energy, close your eyes, make a wish. Push it out to the universe. Can you do that to me? <laughs> yes, okay. I could. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not like the super duper expert on auras. Who, who's the expert on auras would be like the Reiki masters. You know what I mean? They, they deal with the auras and the chakras. But I deal with auras every day. I read people's auras every day. You know, so I, I do believe I can speak on it somewhat. But I want to say I'm the Reiki master who could probably tell you more about it and explain to you your chakras, which we're, we're going to get into all of that as well. Okay. So aura's been here all throughout history. Auras have been painted on the cave walls and clothes since the ancient times. Um, this is Ra, and that's a solar disk above his head, which some would say or could say is like a halo. Artists of all eras have depicted the auras as a glowing beam of light around a plant, person, or item. So all throughout history, there have been pictures of auras, especially around um, historical people um, and historical art and individuals like Buddha and Christ. And their immediate followers have golden halos around their heads that mirror their auras. When you see a picture of Jesus Christ, he's often depicted with the glow around him. Don't you see that? So this is not like, I'm not just making this, I'm not over here just making this stuff up. This ain't no new age mumbo 
jumbo. This, this is what has been depicted all throughout time. And even with Christ, he's always with, in most of his pictures, he has a halo around him. And that's the crown chakra. And, we, and, and we'll get into that a little bit later, why you see that aura around him. Now, this is the Last Supper. And all the apostles have, all the apostles have a uh, halo around their head, right? But do you notice there's one person in there that doesn't? Judas. Judas. Do you know why he doesn't? He's about to betray Christ. He, he betrayed Christ. Yes. So, that, so all those people are holy and, and, and legit. But that one right there, he don't have it. And this picture was in 1685 um, that this picture was uh, drawn, this painting, this painting. And it's called The Kiss of Judas. Judas betrayed Jesus to the Roman authorities. He took a bribe of 30 silvers. He led the Roman soldiers to a garden near Jerusalem and stated, whoever it is that I kiss, he is the one, take him into custody. So... This is the man that didn't have the halo, Judas, and he's the one that sold out Jesus, and we know the rest, you know, Jesus was captured by the Roman um, authorities, and then he was crucified, okay? So he was at the Last Supper, but he didn't have that aura around him. But you could see it was kind of hard that some of his, Jesus' followers do have it. So why is it important to know about auras? To protect yourself, okay? You want to, if you're, if you're with a group of friends, just as Jesus was with the apostles, do the, you know, do your, do all your friends have good auras? Or is there a friend in that group that maybe you need to be cautious of? Maybe their energy is off. Knowing how to read auras will protect you. Not only your physical, mental, spiritual well-being, but it will also protect you from people who shouldn't be in your energy field. you got to be very careful who you let in your energy field. Letting the wrong person in your energy field can disrupt your well-being, can disrupt your health. So it's very, this isn't just like, oh, auras, oh, no, take it seriously. Learn to pick up people's... You do it all the time, and we'll, we'll go more into that. So why is it important to read auras? The many colors of the aura can reveal information about your emotional and spiritual health. It may also inform you about others' emotional and spiritual wellness. So learning about your auras can help you with yourself, but it can also tell you about other people. Now, I'm, I'm real funny... Um, I'm very careful. I'm very selective about who I let around me. I don't let just anyone come around me. If your aura is off, you can't come through my doors. You can't come in my house. I don't let the devil in my house. I only want to be around positive, inspirational people. Now, can I, can I dance with the devil? Yeah, I can dance with the devil, but you better wear good shoes. Meaning, I can hang with you. We can hang. Tee hee, la la la, but you ain't coming in my house. <laughs> That's that. 
There are seven layers to the auras. We got different layers of the auras. Okay, there's seven layers. And these seven layers of the aura are connected to your chakras. The root chakra, right here, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus chakra, the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye chakra, and that last one, that is the crown chakra. That's the one you see Jesus have around him, his crown, the spiritual chakra. So each layer, you got seven layers. I sh- I ha- there's a picture in there. I drew that. I-, I can't draw. I know he looks like an alien. <laughs> I really put my heart and soul to that jolly, y'all. <laughs> I'll try to like depict the different layers. Now, someone who reads um, auras for a living or chakras, they might be able to see all those colors. It's really hard to see all, like even looking at yous, I can't see all the colors. I can't see all those seven layers. You know what I mean? But I assume the more advanced you are with auras, you, the more you, there are people who can see all seven um, auras. But all, every aura is connected to the chakra. Okay. Now, this is the part that's going to sound like, you ever watch uh, Charlie Brown and he's talking to his mom or teaching and going, womp, 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 So you might feel that way when I go explain <laughs> you be like, what? I just have to go through this part here. Okay, so the seven layers are the etheric layer. This is the first layer. It's red. It's connected with the physical body, and it's linked to the root chakra. The root chakra is your, 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 your physical body and being grounded. Your second layer, the emotional body layer, is connected to your sacral chakra and that deals with your emotions that layer and it's orange uh the etheric layer is red um the mental layer um that right here it's connected to the solar plexus and that's your belief system the astral layer or astral body you could say layer or body that deals with your heart chakra. It's connected, and it's green. That layer right there is connected to your heart chakra. And then we have the ethereal, the etheric template that's blue. That's, that's in the way, so it's hard to see. Um, that deals with your, th- your, uh, your throat chakra, communication. Okay? Then we have the celestial layer. That deals with your third eye. And that's like a, like a blue, a royal blue. And then the, ca- the casual layer of your aura is connected to your crown chakra, and that's your spiritual. So knowing which colors belong to a particular chakra can assist you in interpreting what your aura is saying to you. So by knowing these different um, aura layers and what chakras they're connected to, that would just give you a better sense of your, um, your auras. Now, these are the aura colors. 
We have uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, white, gold, brown, black. And there could be over like, there could be even more colors than that. We're just doing the, the basic colors. So if you're looking at someone and they have, if I look at you and I see red, that means you could be really energetic and have a fiery personality. If I see orange, it could mean you're creative and that can mean sexual energy. Yellow, you're cheerful, charismatic, intelligent. Green, you're creative, you're connected with nature, you're hardworking. Blue, you're powerful and expressive. Purple is you're intuitive and sensitive. White means purity and spirituality. Gold means you could be lavish, vain, attention-seeking. Brown can mean confusion, and black can mean negativity and mental illness, okay? Now, we're, we're going to practice in a little bit how to uh, pick up the aura colors off of a person. So when I read someone, I could pick up a color or two. You know, I can't pick up all the different layers of, of the colors of people. Like the seven layers, I, I just can't pick them all up, you know? But if you can't look at somebody and pick up their colors, maybe look at what they're wearing. What color do they have? You know, what, what color do they have on? That can tell you a lot, too, about someone's aura, you know, by what? Yeah. So green would be creative nature. He probably likes to be out in nature a lot. You, you know, hardworking. You're a hardworking man. You still get around. You still, you know, do your thing. You like to stay busy, you know, stuff like that. If you can't see the auras, look at what they're wearing. You know, maybe somebody's wearing all black. I like to wear a lot of black, but that doesn't mean I'm negative. I, I like to wear because I think it makes me look smaller. And, <laughs> and I don't like to think about color. Like, I got so many things in the world to worry about. I don't, I'm like Steve Jobs. Like, you know, Steve Jobs would always wear, like, the black shirt because he didn't want to he and he would wear the same shirt every day he don't like to worry about what he got to wear because that takes energy i know it's for some of you it's real easy energy but for some of us we don't like to figure all that out you know what i mean so now this is a healthy this is a healthy aura right here this is somebody with a really healthy aura all the colors are coming through there's no breakage in the aura now a person who's sick you'll see breaks in their aura. Now, if you go to a Reiki master, you know, they, they use their hands and they, they, they go all over your body, like, and they can sense where there's a breakage in your chakras or in your aura, and then they can tell you, well, maybe you got heart problems or maybe you have stomach problems or maybe you have bad knees, and they can find the breakages in your, in your aura. Um, and it can also be a sign of an uneven distribution can mean, um, you know, it could, it could be a sign of disease or sickness or something like that if there's breaks in your, in your aura. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to diagnose anyone because I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to tell you anything like that. But um, that's how you can tell if somebody has something going on with their auras. Now, how do you balance the chakras. So basically, when it comes to the, to the layers of the auras what, what, and, and connecting with your chakras, we must focus on the physical part of us. If you want to balance, if your chakras are off and you want to balance your chakras, 
You must focus on the physical, the emotional, the mental, the heart, the communication, the intuition, and the spiritual. You know? So, like, if a client comes to me and let's just say she broke up with her boyfriend, I could be like, you know what? I could tell that your heart chakra is off. So you need to do things to help get your heart back, you know, to get over that situation. You need to work on getting your heart um, healed and, and, and stronger. Or maybe I have this one client, she has a, her, her chakra, her communication chakra is off. When she fights with her man, she goes off. She don't know how to control her mouth. Her, 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 uh, her throat chakra is off. You know, I told her, you got, I told her, I was like, your throat chakra is off. And I told her, her, uh, it's not necessarily on here, it's around emotional. I told her her sexual chakra is off because her and her man haven't been having, you know, intercourse. And I think that's caused a lot of tension in their relationship. So I was like, your, your sexual chakra is off, your throat chakra is off, you need, you need to fix that. So she went to a Reiki master. And I'm telling you, when she, she came back to me, her aura was clean. It, not, it wasn't completely healed, but you've you seen a major difference after she went to her Reiki master. So I was telling her, you know, this is what you need to do. I'm not, I'm not a Reiki master, but she actually went to one. This was just recently. This was like I just spoke to her last week. And she, you, you could tell the difference with the Reiki master. So Reiki is an energy healing practice that uses gentle touch to promote relaxation and alleviate stress and anxiety. So if you're having a lot of stress and you're, you feel like you're, 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 a basic way is that your mind, body, and spirit, your mind, body, and spirit. So if you feel like your mind is off or your body's off or your spirit is off, you might want to go see a Reiki master. Um, as well, um, there's other things you could do which we'll go into to help repair your, your chakras. Um, also, yoga is really good to help repair your chakras. So, here's this girl here. Now, I know it's really hard to see, but let me see. When you're reading an aura, how to see an aura, what you do is you have the person go up against a neutral background, like either white or black, and you're going to start focusing right on, on the center of her nose. You're going to start focusing right there. And then you're going you're gonna to put your eyes right there on the center of the person's nose, okay? And then you're kind of going to let your eyes, you've got to be really relaxed, let your eyes relax a little bit. And then move your sight out towards like her forehead and start you, you you can look at the peripheral vision kind of outside of your vision you should start to see this this glow around her now it's, it's kind of hard because we're on a, a very dull screen and I was hoping like I could get you to see this woman's aura but you kind of just basically the word is zone out <laughs> Zone out. Zone out. Go from the center of the nose and expand your eyes to the forehead and let your eyes just gently zone out. And that's with anyone. And then you should start to see this 
this glow around your, the person that you're reading. And this glow, as you see right here, sometimes what you'll see, the first, when, you, when you're still learning, you'll see like a grayness around the person's head and shoulders. So when you read the aura, don't try to re- when you're first learning, don't try to do the, the whole body. Do the top of the head and the shoulders and look at that person and then, you know, make sure they're, you're, they're relaxed. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be looking just like you as an example because it's hard to use her as an example. And just zone out and, and let your eyes relax and then you'll start to see this, this glow. And, and for you, I, I see white, so I see a very, um, um, we'll, we'll go through it. Uh, <laughs> I see, I see like a very nice glow, white, spiritual type of glow, purity, you know. <laughs> She's like, her. <laughs> you got that? No, I'm just messing. <laughs> so, now, if you can't see the auras, I got something for you. I got something for you. I got the mood rings. Now, I loved these when I was a kid. I'm going to hand these out. The aura changes all throughout the... Your aura doesn't stay the same. It might be... Her aura might be white right now, and then she gets up and goes to the bathroom and comes back. It could be blue. You know, the aura is constantly changing. And I want you to see... So this is a mood ring. This is a novelty ring. Now, you know, this is an expensive metal now. I don't know if you want to keep it on every day, all day. It hasn't turned my favorite green yet. <laughs> I loved these when I was a kid. And I want, when you leave here and, and today, I want you to see how the color changes. With, it goes by the temperature and your mood. And I want you, and you can adjust it. You can open it wider if you need to. And I want you to, in that sheet, that last sheet, that will tell you what that color means. Is it a better finger to put it on? Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I I want to see your auras. I put this 
No, no, no. What, what, what I do is I feel your aura when I read. You know, I feel the aura. I, and, and sometimes I see the aura, too. You know what I mean? But no, I can't do that. But I, since we're, like, you know, with each other, face to face, I was able to do it. What's the difference, like, in your grocery store and during mine and the check and the checkout person? Are you reading their aura? I don't, unless, okay, this is going to sound really messed up. Don't take it the wrong way. But unless someone pays me for reading, I don't. And it's not that, I, that I, I'm about money or anything, but unless someone gives me their consent to read them, I don't read them. Oh. I, sh- I, I have to shut off my psychic. Rachel is my spirit name. I have to shut her off when I'm not reading, because otherwise I'd be reading everything and it would drive me oh. mad. Did everyone get it? So reading is, you, you put yourself into that. When I, when I read someone, I put myself into their shoes. I wear that person's shoes, and whoever else they want me to read, I put myself into their shoes. Really? Yeah, I can, like, teleport and into the, to the situation. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I feel auras. I don't necessarily, I see them sometimes, but I, I feel them more than anything. So just because you can't see auras, doesn't mean you can't read auras. You can feel you feel auras all the time. And we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, so that's just an example of how all through the day that color is going to change. And you might notice it stay at one color, and that will tell you, like, mine is purple. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm very majestic and um, intuitive. So mine tends to stay at, at purple. But then when I do different things or if my mood changes, so will the ring. So just kind of experiment with that today. And that's why I gave you the worksheets. So, yeah, here we go. Um, These Again, this is the paper that I gave you. So can somebody tell me what their color is? I think mine is aqua. Aqua. Okay, oh, inner reading, reflective, inner emotions, charge, okay. And that red violet, I, I call that more like a pink. So if you get that, you're, you're romantic. What, who else? What colors does somebody else want about? Yes. I'm more between the blue and the deep blue. Oh, the blue and the deep blue. Calm. Are you calm and relaxed right now? Yeah, for the moment. Good, good, good. We're going to switch and see what happens. Okay, you don't feel the money? See if the colors change. Okay. <laughs> so you're purple. Yours went back to blue? Yeah, because that's picking up your, your, your temperature. Oh, Lord, please, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, does anyone have black questions? Don't, like, this is a novelty rig, so don't go too crazy if it does turn. Like, don't, like, oh, my God, my aura is black. I'm going to, what's going to happen to me? It went back. Yeah, on this hand it was violet, and on this hand it went right back to that color. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna notice it changing all throughout the day. So just cut, keep it on for a little while, and just watch it and look at your sheet. You, you'll be amazed. It, it's a cute little novelty <laughs> that kind of explains to you how auras are changing all throughout the day. Your auras don't stay, stay the same. Do your emotions stay the same all day? No. Um. 
Feel the energy. Our energy field can pick up things all the time. So if you can't see the auras, if you can't see the auras, you can feel the auras. You can tell when someone is looking at you. Sometimes you could be standing across the room, but you could feel this heat on the back of your neck, like somebody's looking or watching you. What happens with me a lot, um, when spirits come into the room, it feels it's like I'll be, I could be in a room all alone, sitting by myself, but it feels like somebody's there with me, so I could feel that energy. If someone don't like us, we could feel that energy, that aura. If someone likes us, we could, we could feel that energy. Uh, when people are talking about us, we could feel that aura and that energy. If someone is lying, we can feel that aura. And I'm, I'm trying to tell you how to feel the auras. Yeah, because, and that might, some people might call that anxiety, and some people might call it, you have a gift, some, you might be extra sensitive to energies. If, you know, I'm very extra, extra sensitive to energies. Like, I can cry at a do- drop of the dime, and I can go from zero to 100 very quickly. So, you know, um, some people will call that anxiety, um, and, and, so, and sometimes it could be, you could pick up too much energy and you can make yourself more anxious. But sometimes people who are really anxious and stuff, they have a gift and they just don't know it. And then they take pills. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but they might go to the doctors and get medicine. But really, they have a gift. They just got to learn how to control. I had to learn how to control it. I told you I was anxious and fighting and over-exaggerating over things. And then I learned how to control it. Um, if you can tell if someone is happy, if someone is sad, if something feels right, if something feels off. You ever like, you ever like have some, you, you're, have somebody come in the room and then the room just gets dark? Has that ever happened to anyone? That you felt the darkness of somebody's energy? No, nobody's ever felt that. I can feel tension. You can feel tension. Okay. I, I, I can feel when someone, if there's a darkness about someone and they come into the room, I can feel that darkness and that dark energy. I can feel somebody really happy that I really like to see comes into the room. I can feel the sun. I can feel the sunshine. I can feel the happiness. I can feel the brightness. You you's all do. You all picked it up. You, you just think about it. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's people around you, when they come around, you're like, mm, I don't know about her, <laughs> you know. We read auras all the time, and you don't even realize it. You could be like, I'm feeling blue today. She'll be green with envy when she hears, I got the promotion. He is the black sheep of the family. Come on, y'all. Y'all done that. Y'all said these things to yourself. You see auras. You just ain't tapping in. And I hope maybe after today you will tap in more to energy. I see red every time I hear his name. Every time I hear my ex's name, I see red. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she had that pregnancy glow. You ever see that pregnant woman and she's just glowing because she got life inside of her and she actually looks really good, you know? We all see, we see auras all the time. Now, what can stress the aura out? Toxic beliefs? Toxic people? Come on, do y'all know toxic people? 
Y'all say y'all never see y'all never see negativity. You never see pe- when a person comes in the room. You don't see the darkness. You don't know you don't notice negative people when they walk in the room. Toxic environment. Your environment can be toxic. I'm from Pennsylvania. I was born in um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I don't know if you know about that. That was like a steel town. Um, and then I guess when China started selling their steel for cheaper. That whole industry, Bethlehem, went down the tubes. I'm from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I was raised in Allentown. And there's a lot of drug addicts up there. A lot of my family got into drugs. I had to leave Allentown because it was a toxic environment. So I came to Georgia. I like Georgia because I like to be, it's more nature, more connected to nature more outdoorsy, good country living. When you're a spiritual person, you can be really drawn to nature, to water, and stuff like that. Um, Toxic emotions will stretch the aura out. Toxic news. I don't watch, I don't watch the news. I don't watch it. It's like, that's like a horror, that's, I could watch Freddy Krueger and all that stuff and be perfectly fine until I turn the news. I'll be like, ah! Like, I don't, it's, it, I don't watch the news. I do have an app that lets me know, like, the top stories, and that's it. I can't watch the news. It stresses me out. Or if you get bad news, that will mess up your aura. If the doctor tells you something you don't want to hear, that will. Sometimes I feel like people get more sick by hearing the news of what they have than, what they, than the illness. I heard, and this could be wrong, I heard a lot of people are, most people, a lot of people, I heard, most people who are in the hospital, they don't even have what, they, what the doctor might claim they have, but it's the sick and the worry that brings out that, that sickness or illness within you. Um, toxic food. Like my daughter, she just got a job, so we're eating out a lot. And you, yeah, you can feel it's a little different than when you eat a home-cooked meal. You know what I mean? It's like, you, like we've been eating out like every day this week two times a day, and I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it. So that's, that's going to mess up my aura for sure. How to clear your aura. So if you want to clear your aura out, you could do an Epsom salt bath to help stimulate the energy. The salt will draw out the negativity, the toxins in your body, and that can help clear your aura. Swimming in the ocean a couple years ago, my cousin took me to Miami, and uh, just being, we were, on, we were right on the beach, and just hearing the waves, and waking up, and seeing the ocean, and, and feeling the ocean wind, the gentle sun, um, the ocean wind, it, it, it stimulated something in me. I went on Instagram, and I started doing Instagram live stories. And I have probably one of the craziest Instagrams you will ever see. Because I'm an artist, so. Yeah, so by going and being near the ocean, it charged something. With, my, my psychic energy got super duper duper charged. I'm very charged by, and, and, and a lot of spiritual people are charged by the ocean, the ocean wind. Gentle sun exposure. I'm a, I'm a big advocate on getting out to the sun and sun therapy. Okay, back in the day, they used to, when the, when the uh, I, don't, I forget the exact time, um, but when the soldiers would go to war, they would put them outside in the sun and let their, their wounds heal in the sun. 
That's how hospitals used to do it back in the day. So the sun is really like gentle sun exposure. Like the sun is everything. That will recharge your auras by getting that, some gentle sun. Meditation and deep breathing will help clear your auras. Exercise and yoga. Sorry, I know I'm going over my time. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'll try to speed it up. Um, touch healing, what Reiki masters, being with your loved ones. You know when you're with, with someone you love and they touch you, getting massages will help clear your aura. Spiritual healing will help. Um, talking to a spiritual leader. Aura talks, talking to someone. Um, just expressing, being able to talk to someone, period. And then talking to somebody with maybe some spiritual insight can also help clear your aura. How to protect your aura. And that's what you want to do. You want to protect your aura. To protect, you, to protect your aura is to protect your power. Do not relinquish your power. Do not give your power to people like that. Don't just hand over your power. Stay positive. Stay as positive as you can. Now, I know it's hard to stay positive, especially if you're going through a difficult time. Some things you cannot avoid. But if you can avoid negativity, that is a great way to protect your aura. Just stay away from the negativity. You know, that's why I had to get rid of some, you know, certain friends throughout life because they were, they were just very negative and that was messing up my aura. Their aura was messing up my aura. Giving people the silent treatment. Don't feel bad. You don't got to talk to everybody. You don't got to give your power to everybody. You don't have to, you know what I mean? You, I'm not saying you got to be all snobby about it or anything like that, but give people the silent treatment. Don't, don't deal with them. If they're negative, just stay away from them. Keep a distance from electromagnetic radiation. Devices. We sleep with our phones next to our bed. We're on our phones all the time. I don't know about y'all, but I know the younger generation definitely on the phone all the time. I know I'm on the phone all the time. So, you know, you shouldn't really sleep with your phone too close to your bed, put it across the room. But even this stuff, this electro, the Wi-Fi, all that stuff can mess up your aura too. That's a whole nother topic. Move to a different space or place. Like I told you, I had to leave Allentown to come to Georgia because I had to protect my aura. Because all that drug use that they were doing up there and gambling and all that other stuff, I had to get away from it. Um, imagine a bubble of white light surrounding your entire body and ask God and ask the angels to protect you. Connect to your divine force, whoever your God is. If you want to protect your aura, connect to God. Get close to God. Get close to whoever your divine power is. Ask your angels to guard you. That's a way to protect your power. Look for things that bring you joy. Do things. I'm a singer, songwriter, so I, I, I deal with auras all day that every day, every night, I have to give myself at least an hour of me time, self-care, where I do something creative. I write and I, I, I do graphic design. I, I record songs. Because I help, I, I absorb people's energy all day, all day, all day. I have to take care of my energy. It's very, very vital. And I have to do it every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't do self-care. Um, sage and crystals can also help uh, protect 
your energy. I have a book over here about crystals and just having crystals around your house and stuff like that in your bedroom, in your purse. That can help protect your aura and sage. If somebody comes into my house, if I feel like I let the devil in my house, I sage. Clear that aura out. Clear that energy out of my house. Saging. So I also do this thing called aura pictures. So that's a client. That's Dr. Brown. She's a client of mine. And uh, what I do when I do aura pictures is I, I, just, I do what I feel. I create art and whatever her aura is. And this is, this, this is very symbolic, the broken pieces behind her. She's a very smart, intelligent woman. Um, but there's a part of her that's very broken that nobody would see. She's very beautiful. And on the outside, she's a very strong woman. But deep inside of her, there's pieces of her that are broken. So I do this thing. I offer this service on my website. It's called Aura Pictures. And here goes a couple more. That's another one. I just, I just did these recently for her, maybe like a few weeks ago. I did these aura pictures for her. And that pink around her, I, she had went to a Reiki, a Reiki to get a, a aura reading, and they told her, too, that um, she had pink around her. Now, I didn't know that. And then I did this picture, and that was the color I seen around her, too. That's another one of my aura pictures that I did. So I'll take, I take a headshot of use, and I just turn it into art, and I, whatever vibrational energy I pick up off the picture, all of these have meanings and messages. Um, that's what I do. This is another client. That's me. <laughs> so, this is supposed to be mystical. Uh, me again. So that's not that. I these pictures is what I do to clear my aura by doing art. That makes me that calms me down. Makes me very calm. So, there you go. I'm Master Psychic Rachel from MasterPsychicOnline.com. Does anyone have any questions? I hope I was able to um, be informative. Yes. Oh, I do all day. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I read spirits because you know I have three spirit guides that are here with me right now, um, and s certain people might have two or three or one or none. You know what I mean? But yeah, I can connect. You know, they said, um, and don't get mad when I say this. They said that um, Jesus was known to connect with you know from connect to the heavens. And stuff like that, and he was a psychic medium. He was more, was more than a psychic medium, but because he could connect to the heavens and stuff like that, and you know, they all thought he was crazy when he talked like that. 
You know what I mean? You see what happened to him talking like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I can definitely connect with the heavens and the spirits and stuff like that. How do you start to develop these psychic abilities, these feelings? Um, well, first of all, like, to develop, for me, I just had to, like, I couldn't, I couldn't read a book to learn what I do now. Like, even with the aura thing, like, I didn't read about words until I had to do this presentation. I, because I, everything I learned is through experience. So developing my psychic ability has just all been through experience. Um, I have tools that help me. I believe that the spirit guides send me messages through these cards. So if you're trying to develop your psychic ability, you might want to get a tool. Oh yeah, let me show you something real quick. You might want to get a tool. Like, the, the most popular tool is the, the tarot cards. These are, and, or you could read crystal balls, or you could just learn how to read auras. Like, pick something, pick a tool, and learn about that tool, and then kind of take it from there. So, me reading cards kind of got me exploring different elements of psychic abilities. So just diving in, diving in, grab a, get, you know, you don't need tools. There's psychics who don't need nothing. I don't really need cards or anything like that, but they're tools. It's like, like a, like a, like a builder. He needs his hammer. You know, is, is the hammer building the house? No, it's the guy with the hammer, but it's a tool. So having, learning, picking a tool and learning more about your tool it will just it will start opening up a whole new world. You'll start going from learning about this to learning about that and learning about this. But just diving right in. Like meditation. Meditation. I mean, meditation is good for anybody. You don't you know you don't have to be it's like meditation alone isn't going to teach you how to be psychic. You know what I mean? But it can help you tap into your psychic abilities and, and add clarity to your readings. So usually before my readings, I do meditate a little bit just like maybe five minutes before my readings I'll meditate and that does help clear up the um the third eye chakra I have these dowsing rods now these pick up frequencies and energies so I could say are we going to have another pandemic yes so this right here, I can go around if I wanted to. I can go around people, go around your body, and it could, it could tell me where your um, where there's breakage breakages in your auras or your your chakras. So we had some of those um, from the place where I moved from. We went into a, an unmarked graveyard, and we could tell where the bodies were. Yeah. Yes, and these are these they 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 do this to find water too. Or here, dousing. Dousing, yeah, yeah. So they will do this to find water, but you can. They're, it's, they're very, very sensitive to energy as well. This pendulum, I love this thing. When I went to the store and got this, and I came around, there was a whole bunch of these. This one started moving really, really crazy when I came around it. So you could be like, are we going to have another pandemic? 
It moves to the right. Yes. Don't people do that at baby showers? Is my um, is my shirt black? No. So if it moves right, it means yes. Left, it means no. This is very sensitive to energies. I'm so sorry. What, what no, is it, don't they do that at baby showers? Over pregnant used to anyway years ago. They'd hold something over the pregnant woman's head to see if she's going to have a boy over. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, stuff like that. Yes. And that's that's energy and frequency. So th like this here picks up energy, a lot of energy. This picks up the sensitive energy as well. Crystals pick up energy and can protect your energy as well. And I know it sounds like a lot of hocus pocus, but I have a lot of clients who believe heavily in this and it has helped them tremendously, you know, having crystals and stuff like that. You don't wear crystals? Uh, I, I have them in my, in my office all around me. But not necessarily, you know, maybe if I have some, you know, diamond earrings or something like that. But I mainly have them in my office, sometimes in my purse and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. What's your take on Ouija boards? I don't play with Ouija boards because they are, you opening up other dimensions. You got you to gotta learn how to open it. Then you have to close it back. I don't play around with stuff like that. Um, even the cards that I use, there's no, there's no evil symbols in these when Osho you say Zen. Yeah, it can open up portals. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to play around with Ouija boards. I don't, I don't play around with Ouija boards. Nah, because it can open up different portals. So, like if if you're just playing around with it, la la la, and you don't close up that energy, you can open up an energy field where yeah, there could be demons that come through it. You gotta, you gotta be really careful about playing with that stuff. I don't, I don't mess around with that because I've, I've seen and heard too many negative things about it. I don't play with that, not at all. A lot of stuff I've got online, thrift stores, like 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 these books right here, thrift stores, um, Amazon. I got these from Amazon. Um, Dad, I can't even think of the name where I got these. Are there any metaphysical stores? Yeah, there are. I just can't think of them. I can't think of it. Yeah, not in pieces. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a good, I'm so sorry I don't have that. Like, I don't have it off the top. It's usually when I go somewhere, I find out there's a metaphysical store, and then I go, I rush in there, and I, I make such a big deal. I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? I think I got, um, like, this right here, this singing bowl. I got this in Savannah. Oh, that's Sound cool. therapy can help the auras. So I got this, oh, it's on the tip, like Earthbound, I don't know if it was called Earthbound or something like that. Yeah, I'm sorry I don't have that exact answer, but like when I go to different places and I see a store, I just jump out the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually went to Joanne's uh, fabric store the other day with my daughter-in-law, and I don't drive around, so I use my golf cart. But I was looking and there was nothing. I looked at his books. They had a book section, and I'm wondering what they had. They actually had tarot cards, okay. and they had witch books, Ooh. which was so strange in Joanne's fabric store. Yeah, yeah, that's I crazy. I my 
wow. I got this at TJ Maxx. <laughs> so it's, a, it's just like just going different places. And then when I see a metaphysical item, I'm just all over it. You know what I mean? And, 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 I, and I grab it. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, I call it like a metaphysical store, you know what I mean? I, that's a good question. I'm so sorry I don't have that exact answer because I've never went into one in Atlanta, even though I have clients who go. It's always been when I'm traveling or going somewhere that I just pick up these items as I go along, you know what I mean? I went to uh, an magazine from Peachtree City, Fayetteville area, and there's a store in Fayetteville that has crystals. And oh. Things. And I want. I, want, I haven't been in it yet, but I have the ad because I intend to. Go yeah, there. check it out. I like. I got a lot of these crystals at a rock uh, show, mm-hmm. so they they do have that in Georgia. You know, just look uh, look it up. Met, metaphysical stores, or um, I don't know what the exact word is. I'm so sorry because they have metaphysical fairs. They did in Virginia, where where everybody comes and does readings and sells things. Oh, I'm sure they 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 do. I haven't uh, been to any in this area, but um, it's, everything's just like in the spur of the moment. You know, if something comes up, I'll def- I'm there. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yes. Pardon me for being crass. No. But how much is a how much do you charge for a reading? Um, readings could be anywhere from um, 25 to 150. Dollars, like if I do um, video chat, uh, that's 150 dollars for 30 minutes. But I always give like an hour of time. If usually, a client's purchase a 30 a 30 minute telephone reading would be about um, 75 dollars, you know. But I usually give an hour of time. Ever do in person? Uh, since COVID, I haven't, but I would. Yeah, yeah. So in person. That can cost anywhere from 300 to, to 500 dollars. You know, usually when I do in-person readings, I have security, stuff like that. I'm just I'm weird like that. Yeah. Um, so I have to pay and that. how come you haven't won the lottery? Well, let me tell you this. <laughs> um, when I was a child, my mom asked me to play some numbers, and I did. And um, she asked me to pick some numbers, and I did, and it, it didn't come out that night. So I was like, Mom, 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 are you gonna play today? She's like, Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna play today. I'm gonna play today. And she didn't play, and it was for eight million dollars. My numbers. So I think that I think that you know I think that was like that one time in my life that I had that opportunity. And my mom talks about it to this day. You know what I mean? Um, but let me just say, when it comes to numbers, I, I did an article for OM Times. It's a metaphysical website, and I did an article for their magazine. And I talked about things that psychics won't tell you. And we there's there's a million gazillion combinations of numbers. It's almost you know, life is yes, no, right, left, up, down. Those, you know, those are your answers. Uh, there's a quadrillion numerical fractions that could be, you know, it's too, it's too many numbers to really come up and think of, you know, um, what the lotto is going to be. But I do believe if God wants me to win the lotto, he'll, he'll let me. That's why when people play, they play like 100. You can play 100 numbers all you want. If God don't want you to win... You ain't gonna win. You can play one ticket. If it's meant for you to win, God will give you that. That's what I do. Yeah, you don't have to go crazy. It's like it's like if it's meant to be or if it's not, and and that's that. And I don't I don't gamble because I don't like to lose money, so I, I just don't I don't. And like God gave me everything I need. You know what I mean? Like I can work from home. I was able to raise my children. 
I feel so blessed. I have all these different talents. And that, that's hitting the lottery to me, you know, just having this gift. Good answer. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Any more questions? I know I'm way over my time. Does anyone have any more questions? It's a pendulum? Yeah. And when I first, like I said, when I first went to the store and seen this thing, I walked up to it, right? coming everyone I'm so sorry I went over and I was I was scared I wasn't gonna say enough <laughs> thank you